Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. This is Ladyboy Gigi. In tonight's episode on Adult Bedtime Stories, is form a passionate genital heart connection with your partner. This is a new training film that's free of charge that I've uploaded to my website. But we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it. Part of the whole training is about forming meaningful sexual bonds with your partner. And I'd like to check in... Has sex lost the passion it once had with your partner? Has lovemaking taken a backseat from living in a demanding modern world? Has your relationship become distant and routine? Basically, this video is about providing a sexual worship ceremony for partners. And basically, if you complete the program the training, this will provide a spiritual ceremony for partners to form a genital heart connection and engage in mindful sexual intercourse. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the whole project. Basically, I've been studying tantric sex and Taoist sexual techniques for many, many years. And Part of what I wanted to do with this was 
bring together a way for couples and partners to really bond at a deeper level, especially if you've been in a relationship for a while and things have gotten kind of stale and old or you don't have sex as much as you used to. or And even for partners just entering into a relationship, this will help form a stronger bond for you. And basically, we cover in the video, I cover three important concepts. The first concept is actually two in one. It's performing the lover's breath and forming a genital heart connection. The second concept is becoming mindful and fully present. And the third concept is worshiping your partner as a sexual energy being. Now, I know you've had a little bit of experience with the work I've been doing with you. Would you like to share some, Paul? Yeah, for sure. So this is an important concept that you introduced me to pretty early on in our training, and it has become one of the the major cornerstones of our training. And to me, the the genital heart connection is the feeling of linking your emotional love self with your root chakra, where a lot of your sexual energy comes from, and also forming that heart-genital connection with the the person that you're you're working with, where you connect both your genital and heart to their genital and heart. And to me, it really opens up sex, and it makes sex much more than a, uh, a physical act. It binds like the physical aspects and the emotional aspect of sexuality into one cohesive experience. And when you can connect your genitals and your heart with the genitals and heart of your partner, it unlocks a whole new depth to the experience of having sex with another person. And for me, I know that part of it is performing the lover's breath. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that doing that exercise does for a person is it helps circulate the erotic energy throughout the whole body. It brings it up from the genitals. And that's why I kind of connect the lover's breath with forming a genital heart connection because it's all about well in our culture especially for a lot of guys they keep all their sex energy down in their cock and it's like when you can bring it up into your body and even a lot of women do too but women are less prone to this but when you can circulate that energy through the body it opens the door to a whole new level of sexual experience and orgasmic experience. Mm -hmm. But any thoughts about the first concept, the lover's breath and forming a genital heart connection? So the lover's breath is another technique that you taught me very early on. Do you mind if I share with our listeners uh, what the lover's breath in case uh, 
they yeah. they are not aware of it. Okay, so when you do the love, lover's breath, what you do is you take a real sharp inhale, forcing air into your lungs. And then as you let out your breath, you sigh it out rather than just blow it through either your nose or your mouth. And what I like to do is after taking the deep inhale is open up my throat and kind of let your throat start vibrating. So it's something like this. And when you do the sigh, it's really important to feel that resonation throughout your whole chest, your core being. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it sends vibrations throughout your body when you sigh that breath out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it really does. And especially when you're already sexually aroused, you when you talk about moving that sexual energy throughout your body, you can really feel that with the re reverberation. It kind of uh, tingles all over and makes your whole body feel electric. And I'd like to ask you, how did your sex life change after you started practicing the lover's breath and forming a genital heart connection? So, like, I definitely noticed, like, what circulating that sexual energy did for me. It really opened up a whole lot of different levels to the sex that I, I had, and also to sex that I was having with myself, mindful masturbation, uh, because, it, it, like I said, it just uh, kind of awakens the rest of your body, and your your whole body becomes so much more receptive to the touch of your partner or to, to your own touch when you stimulate parts of your body that you're not used to as thinking of erogenous zones or even when you are playing with some of your erogenous zones that are kind of uh, secondary or tertiary like the neck or the ears or the touch of the small of your back or something like that it just really awakens the sexual receptiveness to all manners of touch and not just the touch of your primary erogenous zones like your genitals or your anus or your nipples. It just really kind of unlocks your entire body to be receptive to erotic touch all over your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know one thing for me, when I perform these exercises and put these concepts into practice, one of the things it does is it gives me a much deeper orgasm once I do achieve orgasm. And oftentimes I'll have a full body orgasm as a mm -hmm. result. Mm -hmm. And it can be a much longer orgasm mm -hmm. instead of just lasting for a few brief moments. Sometimes I can have several multiple orgasms, mm -hmm. full body ones. And when that door opens, it's like, it's amazing. 
especially for a lot of guys that I've taught this to, they go, wow, I've never experienced anything like this before. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of feedback over the years and from doing the workshops in Temple, mm -hmm. Aphrodite's Temple, and people have just come back and with all kinds of praise how it really transformed their love life and their sex life. Mm -hmm. But any other thoughts before we move to the second concept? Yeah, what you were talking there about your orgasms being stronger, that's absolutely been the case for me. Like when we first started working together, one of the first things that you told me is that if... I listen to you and I practice what you say that I would wind up having the best orgasms of my life, orgasms that I didn't think were possible. Mm -hmm. And that has absolutely been the case. And luckily, it's it's only growing more and more the, the more I work with you. I haven't hit a plateau yet, so I think that's really good. Oh, good. <laughs> And I haven't either. I mean, I still have some pretty incredible orgasms, but I've been doing this for many, many years, and you've seen some of the kinds of orgasms I can oh, have with I, this. Oh, I know. I don't know. I didn't have a timer, but when I did want that really long ejaculation, mm -hmm. it came in waves and kept going and mm -hmm. going. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I was bathing in fluids. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember telling you that it was like a sprinkler going off. Yeah, well, also, I practice my sex muscle exercises, so when I do ejaculate it, I've gotten it in my hair, on the wall behind me, in <laughs> my, my eyes, and it, mm -hmm. when cum gets in your eyes, it's kind of stingy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I like it when it gets in my mouth. <laughs> But I don't have good aim. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I'm in the throes of orgasms, I'm not trying to aim <laughs> at that point. Well, I'd like to move on to the second concept, becoming mindful and fully present with your partner or yourself if you're doing masturbation. And I think that's a big, really important concept in our culture. One of the things I've noticed is that for a lot of people, sex is this Let's do it and reach the orgasm. And it's like you, and I, I was that way at one point in my life where I just wanted to get off. <laughs> and one of the things I realized early on when I started working with this stuff was that when I just focused so much of my attention and energy on reaching the orgasm, I miss out on about 99% of the journey. <laughs> and the experience. And one of the things, and I say this in the training, one of the things I realized was that an orgasm for most people only lasts for a few brief moments. Now, raising that erotic energy and feeling those pleasures of the flesh so deeply, getting, working that energy up and really stimulating and tantalizing your body is such an amazing pleasure and feels so good. And one of the things I realized through this process is that when I quit focusing on the goals and became really fully present with myself, 
fully present and in the present, letting go of the future, letting go of the past, and really focusing on what I'm experiencing right this moment. It really changed everything. I mean, in the past, I just kind of, I was really focused on, let's get it there. <laughs> and it's like, once you retune just your focus, it can be a very powerful experience. What are some of your experiences? Well, I think that one of the big reasons that so many people, especially in the Western world, are so goal-oriented in sex is because it's an extension of how we approach most of our lives. People are either living in the past or thinking about the future. They set goals for themselves and then they go about achieving those goals. And there really isn't a lot of focus put on living in the in the moment. And if you, if you look into a lot of Eastern spiritualities, there's much more focus in being in the here and now. So for me, I, I find it's kind of a, a spiritual thing to be in the moment and be aware of how your body is feeling and what's going on like with your body and what's going on in your mind as you go through the the process and when you apply that to to sex i find that like you were saying you you experience so much more of what is actually going on you are able to respond to your partner a lot more fluidly and I, I find that the, um, the, the interplay during sex, when both people are being really mindful and in the moment, is a lot more dynamic. And I think a lot of times, especially in couples where the people involved have been with each other a long time, there are these routines that people kind of get into and like, especially if they're just focusing on either their own orgasm or or giving their partner an orgasm, there's four or five different like things that they know will get their partner there, and they focus on those things rather than exploration and play and playfulness. But I think when you take a step back and you are in the moment with your partner, it allows for a lot more experimentation. It, it helps to be sexually playful. And I think that's one of the, the big cornerstones of having a good sex life. I think the other thing that being fully present and becoming more mindful did for me was that created a stronger bond between me and my partner. We were more fully present with each other. This is more at an energy level than just a physical level. I mean, we've always been physically close, my, my wife and I. I think that when I started practicing becoming more mindful and fully present with her, it was like I started tuning into not just 
my sensations, but to the energy of her. And that can be pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's, it allows you to be a lot more receptive to to your partner when you're both being very mindful as you have sex and when you get in tune with where your partner is and where you are during sex i feel like it unlocks sex is inherently an intimate thing but i think that it becomes much more intimate when you and your partner are mindful during it. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that kind of helps with the mindfulness is when you do the genital heart connection exercise, that's a very bonding moment. You're bonding your not just your physical form, but your energy and becoming more in tune with your energy and your partner's energy. And it's hard to put into words exactly what that is. It, when it happens for you, you will know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I know that when I've done this exercise with partners, it has given me a kind of calm as well as an excitement. It's kind of a whole mixed thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm fully in the moment, but also in a way anticipating. Yeah. And so it's this focus of really being in tune with each mm-hmm. other's energy and it's almost like a dance mm-hmm. a dance of energy when you become fully present and become very mindful of the moment mm-hmm. another thing that mindfulness has has helped me with i've mentioned on on this podcast a few times that when we started working together that i had um serious problems with premature ejaculation mm-hmm. and becoming in tune with my body like really has helped me be able to to slow down long before the point of no return and like knowing when I can push it a little bit more and when I need to back off or like even need to stop completely and focus more on oral or on using my hands or something like that. And this is a side benefit I gained, too, Mm -hmm. is I got much firmer erections Mm -hmm. from becoming more mindful and fully present. Mm -hmm. I was more aware of my cock Mm -hmm. and my whole body. And I think the other thing it did for me was it gave me amazing orgasm control. Yeah. And not only orgasm control, but control over how the sensations played in my body. Mm-hmm. It gets really amazing. Oh, yeah. It's really powerful. And I think part of it is because I'm more aware of my body when I get fully present mm-hmm. with it. And I can feel every, I mean, it's like, I know it's like the body electric. It's the electrical fields. Mm-hmm. I mean... I can get to a point where just the lightest touch will send shockwaves, all delicious mm-hmm. shockwaves, all through my body. <laughs> and and even when you become in tune enough, you don't even have to physically touch. Oh, yeah. You're like you can feel 
your partner's energy when they just have their hand near you. And that's a really intense experience I've only recently started to be able to to get. Yeah, we did that exercise the other night where Mm -hmm. I started playing with the energy fields of your body. and, Mm -hmm. And that can be pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, anything else you want to comment on, on being mindful and fully present? I also have found that being mindful during sex, like, has helped me be mindful outside of the bedroom as well. It has a lot more often these days, I'll be out somewhere and doing something, or I'll be washing the dishes, or I'll be going about my my daily routines and instead of going on autopilot i will be much more aware of what i'm doing and how i'm doing it and my thoughts have an order and not and aren't just kind of like mindless chatter so i think Mm -hmm. that not only does this have great benefits in the bedroom with your partner it has great benefits in your everyday life as well. Oh, yeah. And being ADHD, I know that by putting these things into practice, it really helped me stay more in the intuitive side of the brain instead of the rational so Mm -hmm. much of the time. Oftentimes, I'll kind of have this intuition about something, and it doesn't make any rational sense, but I'll be aware of things that before I practiced this, I was totally unaware of. Mm-hmm. And it can help in so many areas of life. Oh, yeah. It really opens the door to new and amazing experiences in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's so much fun to do with a partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on to our third concept, I'd like to take a little break. I want to remind everybody that you can listen and watch the video on ravenslayerleather.com and it's on the home page and it's right up on the top. So form a gen- passionate genital heart connection with your partner. In the video we give step-by-step instructions I go through the concepts in great detail in the video, training video. And so check that out. Mm-hmm. And also consider supporting us if you're able. We have a Patreon page, and on my website I have links to the Patreon page, the new membership site, and my email address where you can contact me. It's admin at ravenslayerleather.com. Anything you want to add for station break? Yes. So while you're on the website, you should, if you enjoy the training video, you should check out our other great training videos. There's a number of other free ones, and then there's other training videos where we go a little more in-depth, and those are all priced fairly reasonably. Most of them are $10. I know that there's one that's more expensive, but it is a 
a much more in-depth training program than the other ones. Much more comfort. It's actually several training programs all yeah. in one. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole series of them that mm -hmm. will take several months to complete, but it's mm -hmm. well worth the journey because it really goes into depth. That's mm -hmm. a sex positive developing a sex positive lifestyle training program. Mm -hmm. It's got some of the ten dollar paid trainings within it. So there's the body image healing training, there's the erotic body map training, there's some BDSM basics training, there's some other trainings that go beyond. Mm -hmm. It's just really a powerful pack program. Oh yeah. Definitely. And it gets very comprehensive and mm -hmm. really fully developing your sex life. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that we've gotten a lot more active on Twitter recently, and you can find us on Twitter at gg underscore Baphomet. No? No. No. Uh, it's, I think I've got a... If I don't, I think I've got a link to my Twitter account. Oh, okay. Well, no, I do. At the bottom of the page, I've got all my okay. social links. Yeah, so you you can you can find that on the website as well. Yeah, there's so many of them I forget. They, I'm dyslexic. Those things mm -hmm. scramble in my brain after a while. Mm -hmm. If I don't have them written down in front of me, I can't remember them all. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, check out ravensirleather.com. You'll find the sex education you never got in high school but should have. Mm -hmm. I went to Kinky Tuesdays last night, mm -hmm. and I was talking to this new woman who's kind of new in town. The guy that runs Kinky Tuesdays said, oh, I have someone I want to introduce you to. So we got to talking, and she said, wow, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. The things you put together in here in Houston, Texas. I mean, I'd expect something like this where I come from, in <laughs> Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was kind of an interesting perspective to mm -hmm. someone that's, you know, they've got a sex positive center in Seattle. They've mm -hmm. got all this stuff available that we don't have here. Yeah. And, but... Mm -hmm. I've been around a bit. Mm -hmm. I think just going to so many bisexual conferences and going to different workshops over the all over the country mm -hmm. over many, many years. Yeah. Whether it be bisexual ones or leather workshops or I even did a intensive sexual training workshop. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a day and a half intensive before a bisexual conference and that sounds awesome. And it was a lot hands-on. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and so some of these things that I teach now come from some of those experiences. Mm -hmm. The things I find that worked so well for me uh, and that I've been practicing for years, mm -hmm. I build into my training programs. Oh, yeah. Because I think it's so incredible the things you can experience if mm -hmm. you just have some of the concepts and the know-how mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I find is so limiting in our culture we don't teach sexual skills mm -hmm. and by 
opening the door and saying, hey, I want to teach what I've learned. I want to pass mm-hmm. the knowledge on. Yeah. Because we are so void of any type of sexual education. And that's a big part of why I do this podcast and mm-hmm. why I develop the training films I develop. Yeah. And I'm learning as I go. I mean, I had no formal training. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just took a course mm-hmm. uh, screen editing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not screencasting. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about screencasting, so my videos are improving as I go. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of a quote by Isaac Newton, and I'm I'm not sure of the actual quote, but the, to to paraphrase it, he he said, uh, "If I know more than other people, it's." simply because I stand on the shoulders of giants. What he meant by that was that if anyone who seems to know a lot about any topic, the only reason they know so much about that topic is because other people were there before them and learned about it, and that person learned from other people. And I've also studied a lot in, I mean, in my undergrad, I took ancient philosophy and ancient religions and mm-hmm. a lot of those were sexual religions mm-hmm. sacred sex religions mm-hmm. and so i learned a lot of techniques through academic means as well as from hands-on mm-hmm. and from going to conferences so i've got a pretty wide body of knowledge that i draw from mm-hmm and plus, I know a lot of sex experts throughout the country. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with and had them on after hours. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed them. I've gone and done radio shows in the past from bisexual conferences mm-hmm. <laughs> where I interviewed some of the experts and said, how do you do this? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. we talk about it on the air. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, back to our show, this show. <laughs> we're kind of wandering far afield. <laughs> well, we're to the third concept from this forming a genital heart connection with your partner training video. And the third concept is worshiping your partner as a sexual energy being. And for me, I see people not just as physical forms, but as energy beings within a physical form. I think partly I kind of stumbled on this concept of worshiping each other through the ancient sacred sex temples. Often people would go to the ancient temples not just to worship the deities, Aphrodite and some of the other ones, but they'd also go to be worshipped and to worship other patrons. And worshipping one another can be such an intense form of, I think it goes that one step beyond becoming mindful. Mm -hmm. It's putting into practice different worship ceremonies, putting into practice devotion Mm -hmm. to a person, servitude, Mm -hmm. And also being served mm-hmm. and being having someone be devoted to you. Mm-hmm. 
is a very amazing experience. Too often in our culture, we tend to put each other down. We don't give each other enough compliments. We don't admire one another enough. And by taking this time to worship your partner, it's bringing that devotion and that aspiration. I aspire to be more of some of the qualities you have. And so I worship you because you have something that's beautiful and radiant and amazing. And I also like genital worship when someone sits and really appreciates my cock. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate their cock or for women, their vulva. And I do appreciate both the function and form. I find the body is such a beautiful and amazing physical structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it with just a few words and kind of gestures my cock can be fully erect in no time at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot. And that's pretty amazing. And then I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, of course, it's hard to turn me off. <laughs> yeah. But any thoughts about worshiping your partner as a sexual energy being? So, you know, a lot of the training I've done with you has been centered around worship. And I... I I think that in the beginning I I got in my own way by trying to do it and not doing it and it's it's a hard thing to really wrap your head around but like to me worship is it's devotion it's using like being able to feed energy into and circulate energy like within, you know, within a person, within their genitals, um, to to feed energy in and circulate energy between you and a partner, like between you and their genitals, between the act that both of y'all are doing at that point in time. I have a a daily routine that I do for for the training that I do with you. And part of that training is to sit in front of my altar that has a picture of your cock on it and, you know, really get in tune with the the power of your cock and have that be a a sigil for me, a, 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 a thing that I can pour my energy into and draw energy from when, when I need it. And to me, it's it's been a really powerful process of learning how to worship, and it's it's one that I I am continuing to do. It's I I think that it's something that takes a long time to really do because I I think that there's always another level. I think there's always more that you can do that it's not really a destination that you like that you reach your destination i think it's It's something more yeah it is a process Mm -hmm. and one of the things have because i have 
worshiped others and worshiped myself. And it's through the worship of others that I was able to worship myself as a, an amazing being mm-hmm. and really cherish another person to really fully appreciate their whole being, not just their physical body, but their mind, their energy, their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I grew up being dyslexic and ADHD. I was always being criticized. Mm-hmm. I rarely got compliments. And I realized one day, you know, this is really damaging. And I think it's damaging living in a sex-negative culture, in a culture that's so negative-focused. Mm-hmm. And by taking that time to worship your partner and have them worship you, it gives us that counter to all that mm-hmm. negative stuff. It's like all of a sudden we can become special mm-hmm. and not, and feel it at a deep level. Yeah. Because it's real. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, oh, they're just making this up. It's mm-hmm. something they truly... Yeah admire about us or truly appreciate about us. Mm -hmm. I think part of what I'm trying to say in all this is that too often, too many people are just constantly bombarded with criticism Mm -hmm. and rarely given near enough compliments. Or, And I hate to use the word compliment, but really, truly valued. Mm -hmm as another person yeah, for the gifts and skills they have Mm -hmm. and for their beauty. Mm -hmm. And and so I see beauty in so many different people in so many different ways. And and I find it's interesting. I do a little workshop from time to time in Temple. And I have one person stand up and then I invite the audience to... Tell us what they find attractive about that person. And every time I do this little workshop, the person receiving all the information from the audience is often surprised and goes, I didn't realize I was that good at this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I didn't realize people would appreciate that that part of me. Mm -hmm. So often they're surprised that oh, somebody noticed something and I wasn't even aware of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So it can be a very, uh, how can I put it, eye-opening experience Mm -hmm. to worship each other and really admire and appreciate each other Mm -hmm. and tell your partner what you find attractive about them what you like about them. Mm-hmm. We don't hear that nearly enough. I mean, you in your life, do you hear that very oh, often? Yeah, I know. It's not very often at all. And it's, you know, I, I think that it's a, a systemic issue like all throughout society because I feel like, uh, especially in Western society, the focus seems to be more on negative reinforcement than on positive reinforcement, which is what I think a big part of the problem is. Yeah. 
And I think part of it is is that we expect so much of each other in our culture, in the modern day world. I mean, you think about it, a few hundred, about three, five hundred years ago, the expectations weren't so high. We were more mm -hmm. rural for the most part. Yeah. But as we become huge metropolitan civilizations, the expectation bar went way up mm -hmm. <laughs> of what a person's expected to be mm -hmm. and how they're expected to act. And, and that can be good in certain ways, but it can also be very destructive in certain ways. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's particularly true for women, especially as far as looks are, are concerned, because women grow up with this beauty standard that everything has to be flawless and everything has to be perfect. And well, I think it also hits men, but in a different way. Yeah. On the, you know, being able to be masters in their work and really... Mm -hmm. succeed financially. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of men feel kind of cut short, like, oh, I go to this job, I'm working in this team, and I'm kind of lost in, in the masses. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it hits us on, and it's not just for men. I mean, there's a lot of women in that position, too. Mm-hmm. But I think especially for men that where the socialization process has been so geared at you must be the breadwinner, you must mm -hmm. support the family, you must... Mm -hmm. that, yeah. There's a lot of social conditioning kind of put in the place of, well, I'm just not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's other toxic things like being told that you have to man up and that you're not supposed to show emotion. It, you, you know, you're never supposed to let them see you cry. Th that sort of thing also yeah. is pretty rampant as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's takes a toll on all of us. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, by practicing some of these new concepts, we can change the world a bit, a little mm -hmm. bit at a time, by creating a more amazing experience for everybody. It helps you become more mindful in your day-to-day -day life, more aware, mm -hmm. more alive. I know, When I, I think that's one of the things that really kind of impacted me in following this stuff was that there was a point in my life when I was doing the work routine and it's the nine to five well nine eight to five actually uh <laughs> and life became a series of work and errands and this and that and responsibilities and very little time for sexual play mm -hmm. but it wasn't that there wasn't the time i just didn't make the time yeah. i didn't prioritize and so part of living a sex-positive lifestyle for me is setting some boundaries and saying, okay, I'm going to take half an hour to an hour each morning to do my erotic meditations, mm -hmm. raise my sexual energy, mm -hmm. and start the day right. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting off topic.
topic here, but it's part of the process. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, another point I'd like to make about the the third step. Um, so we've the concept yeah. the the third concept. So we've talked a lot about the the worship aspect, but um, specifically worshiping your partner as an energy being. For me, a big part of what I've learned through my training with you is learning how to work with energy when we when we do the work that we do, and like being aware of like where your energy is, being aware of where your partner's energy is, and like learning different methods for like circulating that energy around and being conscious that that's that's what you're doing because Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people do energy work subconsciously but i i think that when you do it consciously you get better at it and i i think that it's a very important aspect to especially spiritual sex Mm -hmm. okay well anything else on worshiping your partner as a sexual energy being I I think that's most most of what I have. And one of the exercises I had Paul do early on was go on the internet and research what are some of the ways people worship? What are some of the ceremonies they do? How do people show their devotion? How do people become kind of ceremonial worshiping and devout? How do you display that how do other people display it and I think by doing a little bit of searching and saying well what are some of the ways I can be more devoted and show that devotion that can really help a lot so those are the three concepts I cover in the video training and then we get into the genital heart connection exercise the visual genital connection exercise, the tantric circles exercise, and then the worship exercise. And basically, that's the applied part. In the video, I go step by step on how to perform these exercises. I call them exercises. They're really more ceremonies than Mm -hmm. exercises. And they can be very powerful. I think I would like to say on the genital heart connection exercise, at first, I remember the first time I did it, it felt kind of weird looking into someone's eyes, doing the deep breathing, and holding my hand on their heart and genitals while they held mine. It felt almost like, I don't know, hard to put into words, I felt very self-conscious at first. But stick with it. Mm -hmm. Really gaze into your partner's eyes as you, and breathe with them, coordinate your breath as you do this exercise. It's amazing how deep you will bond from the experience. If -hmm. you can just get into it, get past that kind of twittery, nervous first few moments and really get into forming that deep 
genital heart connection. It's, I don't know how to else to describe it, but do take the time and just fight that urge to giggle and step away from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Complete it. Do it. It is very powerful, and I think that's part of what makes us nervous at first. We're not used to opening ourselves in that Mm -hmm. way to another person. But it will build a much deeper trust and bond between you. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts about the genital heart connection exercise? I I remember... The first time I did it, we did did a slightly modified version at um, one of the pagan festivals that we do. And I remember that at first there was some some giggling and, and stuff like that. But I remember as the experience went on, people got more and more and more serious and... I I remember how powerful that was for so many of the people there and the how powerful it was for me like it was really pretty beautiful. Yeah. And the next exercise is the visual genital connection exercise. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. You'll have to watch the video. But I will say this. Take your time and really perform this exercise, too. It's a time to really fully appreciate each other at a sexual level. And it can be a very powerful experience for both of you. And you take turns doing First one's the viewer, then the other's the exhibitionist. Mm -hmm. And then vice versa. (laughs) Then we get to the tantric circles exercise. And I know, I think I almost blew a fuse in you one night, the Mm -hmm. other night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Doing the tantric circles on you. Mm -hmm. This is where if you do it just right, the body truly becomes electric. Mm -hmm. And less is definitely more. You start playing around an area, circling that erotic spot, not touching it, but coming close, tantalizing it. And I got to where I was doing just feathery touches, just barely touching. And, well, I'll let you describe the... Okay, so... (laughs) How uh, it felt. And I can describe how it felt when I had it done to mm -hmm. me. So when it begins, it's... It's light, and like it helps that um, when you've done this with me, because we've done it a few times now, that you always have me take some deep breaths beforehand, get in a comfortable position, and you kind of, you go through things that you want me to think about while the experience is happening, and for our purposes, you tied my my hands to my ankles, and the last time you even tied my upper legs to my upper arms to force them to to stay open. And as you were telling me things to th- like to 
think about while the experience was going on. I think because you are experienced in doing hypnosis, like you kind of added some of that feeling to it, and it just had this very hypnotic effect to where by the time you actually started playing with me, like I was already like halfway in a, a trance state and you'd start off very lightly, like lightly touching all around my body, but n not going too close to any of my erogenous zones to begin with. And then you also uh, mixed it with sensation play. And I, I remember the last time uh, you used a, a neuro wheel on me, which was a, a great way to, to start things out uh, because we have a, 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 a specific connection. The last time, well, two of the last times that you've done it, for me, you've uh, incorporated pain kind of in the beginning, um, which really like warms the body up and gets the endorphins flowing, and it makes it even more incredible when you go back to using light touch around the 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 various different erogenous zones because it's already warmed up and receptive to that touch and it just sent tingles all through my body and you slowly worked more and more on me and got to where I I got to where I was squirming and I was moaning and like I was almost convulsing with pleasure and then <laughs> and then um and then we did some breath play where you would hold, have me hold my breath. Well, I'd have you take three deep breaths yeah. and on the third one hold it. Yes. It's important to do the three deep ones first. Yes, it is. <laughs> so you'd have me take three deep breaths and then hold it on the third one and then hold it for, you know, as long as you told me to. And that drove the experience to a completely different level and by by the end of that breath you know with it being so hard to hold and like also still convulsing with pleasure it just drives it so deep inside of you it it was absolutely amazing i i really suggest people try try this out for themselves because it mm -hmm. is and amazing i don't include that in the video but you can add that but i would recommend first following the video then add elements after you oh i i, I wasn't talking about the <laughs> the the breath play on that one i was specifically okay. talking about oh yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean if you want to add the breath play that's mm -hmm. to this you can but for the first time you try it do it as follow the vid video the first time or two kind of mm -hmm. get used to the process mm -hmm. and then add new elements <laughs> mm -hmm. because the breath can't play can take it to a whole nother level mm -hmm. anything else about the tantric circle exercise um 
I mean, I know that this probably was a totally new experience for you, mm-hmm. that you've never experienced anything like it. Yeah, it it definitely was. I mean, so the the thing that's interesting is you've been using the tantric circles on me for a long time, but mm-hmm. it's it's only at this point that I've built to the level that I am where, like, A, I get as much out of the tantric circles as I do now, and, and B, like, there's a, a method to your madness, and y- you'll introduce me to concepts and then wait until I'm fully ready to take me all the way there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and partly, you know, I know that, and as I practice this, these techniques for a while because we have so much social conditioning that it's hard to get past all that. I mean, we're kind of fighting the process without realizing we're fighting it. And so practice it and experience it. And each time you do, you'll go a little deeper. You won't get it on the first time fully. It'll build and build, so practice the techniques. One thing that I would like to add is when you're going through the tantric circle exercise, whoever is doing the receiving, uh, the person who's giving the touch should have their partner continuously take deep breaths throughout the whole experience because... Yeah, and I was going to say, it's a good idea to... Perform the lover's breath periodically throughout all these exercises because mm-hmm. it really does help circulate that erotic energy that you're building, whether you're building it physically or visually or even auditorily. You want to really circulate that energy throughout the whole process of performing these exercises. Mm-hmm. And then we come to the last one, the worship exercise. And this is the time where you've gotten each other worked up to a frenzy. And I've done this with many partners in the past where I get them so close to the edge. (laughs) And sometimes myself also through the process. And this is the time where you can either make love together or you can just manually bring your partner while you observe and bring them to a full orgasm. And I do highly recommend having some water and a little enjoyable snack food for afterwards. Mm -hmm. But before you get to the feeding, (laughs) and there is feeding rituals, Mm -hmm. you can nourish one another (laughs) and feed each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be such a nice pleasurable bonding experience too Mm -hmm. but before you even get to that point you just want to hold each other in quietness take the time to really experience the afterglow the pleasures your body just went through together and this is a moment where or the time when some very primal bonding can occur because you've both been on this journey together 
and this primal bonding will deepen your relationship tenfold. <laughs> it's amazing how it works. <laughs> but any thoughts about the worship exercise? It's like all of these things, it's really, really powerful. It's really amazing. And to be in in that moment with someone after you've had such an intense sexual experience. And I think one of the important things is when you're laying there with the person or, you know, holding them, however you are, it's important because I think especially post-orgasm, a lot of times people are like sitting with the afterglow but not really mindful and i think it's important to remember to continue with your your mindfulness during this this experience as well because it it makes the the bonding so much stronger mm-hmm. if you stay in the <laughs> moment with them and i think another part of it I mean, you can have different rituals you do, mm-hmm. depending on what y'all, what you and your partner enjoy. Mm-hmm. But during this quiet time, oftentimes with Paul, I have him suck on my breast. Mm-hmm. It's a very nurturing process. Oh yeah. So this is something that we kind of started doing more recently and it has quickly become one of my the things that I look forward to to the most in our, our our training together it's a time for us to to sit and reflect on the event and part of it part of the the work that we do is through the act of nursing I picture myself receiving not just nourishment but also lessons that I need to learn from you and you know just nurturing in general and care and you like run your fingers through my hair and you tell me how good that I did, and it's a form of aftercare that works very well for us. And it has become such a a powerful thing for me, and it's a way for me to worship you. It's a way for me to I I like even though it is you who is feeding me. I I also am circulating energy into you through this experience and it makes me feel a lot closer to you it's mm-hmm. it's very powerful yeah and so think about different little activities nothing real active but just different ways to nurture one another and to just reflect on the afterglow and the tingly sensations going through your body enjoy with each other in quietness for the most part it is good sometimes to say a few words but save the words for a little time 
Mm-hmm. Take some quiet time at first. Mm-hmm. And then you can say some words. Because especially right after orgasm, that's not the time for words. Mm-hmm. The time for words is after you've fully embraced the experience that you just had and mm-hmm. let your body process it at a fuller, deeper level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes words can get in the way of that process. So take that little quiet time right afterwards and just feel what's going through your body and the energy of your partner. Yeah, definitely. Well, any final words on the worship exercise? The last thing I will say about the, the worship exercise is that I think that, as with most of these things, you you get what you you get out of it what you put into it, and it's important to realize like what you're doing with this exercise and realize you know kind of think back to what worship means to you, and you know worship your partner and have them worship you and it's a a moment of extreme bonding Mm -hmm. and one thing i would like to say is that don't demoralize it don't think oh to be worshipped is being vainful Mm -hmm. or narcissistic Mm -hmm. don't let that enter in yeah that's social conditioning speaking Mm -hmm. This type of worship and this type of bonding is so much deeper than that. Yeah. And much more profound. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times, when I first started doing this, I kept thinking, oh, this is so egotistical of you to have someone worship you. Uh, You're going to get a big head. Mm -hmm. All this chatter went off in my brain. And that was all demoralizing. Mm-hmm. It was preventing me from really fully experiencing mm-hmm. a worship ceremony with a partner. Yeah, and the, and another thing to keep in mind is by worshiping another person, you don't put yourself like at a lower level than them. Well, any last thoughts? I I think I think that's the last thing I have for for oh, today. Okay, and we do have this training video free of charge at ravenslayerleather.com. So check it out. It's on the web page. And you can watch the video, and then I've got a sound file you can listen to that just has the exercises, not the entire video. So if you want to use your phone and play the different exercises, it's an audio file only. So you can... Play them as you practice them with your partner mm-hmm. for guidance and direction. And you can hit the pause button in between. Mm-hmm. Take your time with them. The video training is only 20 minutes long, but it's really packed. Oh, yeah. So check it out on ravenslayerleather.com. And enjoy. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy becoming more sexually alive and energized. Discover 
the capabilities of your own body to bring you pleasures like you never dreamed possible. Allow the pleasures of the flesh to send you to new heights. Have a good night. Good night, guys. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.